Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? Going better for me than for a lot of hedge fund managers right now. Well, I would guess so. I would guess so. You know, it it took me a few days to understand what was happening. Yes. But I I, I saw a great uh, synopsis of it on Twitter. Like someone explained it very well. And they put it in small numbers. Like say there's something that's $10 or they, you know, they buy it at $10 because they think it's going to be $7, but then it becomes 15. Like they did all that. And that, that was, that was good for people like me. So I finally. I saw something very similar and now I I understand things a little bit better, but let's just say that the Redditors are having some fun this week and taking no prisoners. Apparently, and so it's the, it's the stock market very, stuff is is wild. Yeah, very interesting, very interesting to to see. And then uh, the Robinhood yeah. app shut everything down, which it you know ended up being sort of ironic because everyone's like, wouldn't Robinhood have been on the side of the redditors? You know, so anyway. Yeah. Very, very, very interesting. So, yes, you are doing a lot better than yes. some hedge fund managers, but not as well as some Redditors have done. <laughs> That's true. Not as well as them. I'm kind of in the That's middle. Right. You know, sometimes you sit those Just games doing out. Life. Because, Just uh, doing life. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's uh, been a fascinating thing this week in the last couple of weeks. So, we we'll kind of wonder, I kind of wonder where it'll end and if it'll end. In, in future weeks. But anyway, that's not the focus of, of our podcast. That's on our other podcast that we have, Hedge Funds with Amy and Jonathan. Uh, you can find that in the Apple store. But Yeah, that's a it's a really good one for me with my <laughs> <yeah>. math ability. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump into it. Our sponsor each and every week here on SBC This Week is Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, where you can get the theological training and the hands-on experience you need to thrive in ministry. Wherever and however God is calling you to serve the church and fulfill the Great Commission, Southwestern offers a degree path to equip you. Whether you're pursuing a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, Southwestern Seminary is here to walk alongside you as you live your calling. Learn more at swbts.edu. That's swbts.edu. Going to see our friends over there in a couple weeks. I'm I'm headed to campus. Should be a, a little fun out there in Fort Worth. You know, I haven't been on that campus in a really, really long time. So I'm not I'm not on this trip that you're you and George Schroeder, I think, will be going yeah. on that one. But I look forward to sometime in the in the future getting to be on their campus again. Yeah. So I lived on that campus at once. That's right. That's right. Because Beth was a student there. Yeah, right when we got married, like six weeks, and then we left. So but oh, anyway. Okay. That's that's another that story. Short short time. Yeah, it was a short time. Very short. So, and those, I think those apartments are gone. I think they dozed them because they built the new sets of uh, apartments. Oh, okay. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Let's jump into the news. I mean, this week, it was a big week for Lifeway. Some big announcements out of there. I mean, we had the big announcement last week. That was the the new branding. And now this week had a trustee meeting and we had a lot going on at the trustee meeting. Got a couple of ancillary stories related to that, including one on their building sale. Yeah, of course, this was really the big headline that most people were interested in. Uh, They had a a trustee meeting. It met virtually because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And there were a number of things that they they dealt with, but they announced that the company has entered into a contract for the sale of its building. 
And so this will be finalized later in 2021. And uh, this was, I I wasn't, I mean, I, I was prepared for this. Yeah. This had already been sort of talked yeah, about. Yeah, this has been that, talked about for a while. Coming. Yeah. Right. But it's just kind of stunning, especially, especially thinking back on just the last 10 years. Because uh, 10 years ago, I was at Lifeway and you were just, Coming to life about to I get think? there. Yeah, yeah, you I were about to get to Lifeway. Mm-hmm. That's right. So that was before anyone really knew. I think some initial things, you know, things were, would get said every now and then about the possibility of selling the building, the campus at that time, but no one was even going down that road. And here we are, ten years later, and that building we were in is gone. Big hole right now. Big old hole. Gone completely. Actually. And Actually, Amy, I was in the Grand Hyatt this past week, and yeah. it was funny. We were standing in the lobby of the Grand Hyatt where the where the kind of where the was. store footprint was before, right, right. And I was I looked over to Amy T and I said, "Can I interest you in a shirt or, or a t shirt or a CD?" And yeah, she just started laughing because she picked up immediately what I was talking about. She's like, "Yes," and there's BBS materials right over there, and right. it, it was just kind of funny. Um, well, it's so. it is always very strange for me because when I'm in Nashville uh, at the EC building for work, my window overlooks the spot where my office was at Lifeway. Actually, I had two offices, and my window overlooks where e- either of them were. But now it's just a large hole in the ground. So mm-hmm. it so they've moved they moved on to a new building, and now we're about to move on from that one. It's just amazing what can change in a very short time. Well. I think the biggest change for Lifeway was how they work and having right. the remote work. I mean, the pandemic has accelerated that, but I, I think even in the trustee meeting the other day, Ben Mandrell said that they were only at 60% capacity whenever he came. And and I knew that. I mean, I had seen that because we had, we had implemented the remote work whenever I was there, even whenever we were in the old building some. And then right. whenever the new building came, that accelerated even more. And so all of a sudden you have this building that you thought you were going to have a head count of let's just make the math easy here, a thousand. And now you're at 600. So. Right. Because folks are on the road or or whatever. They're working remotely. They're working one or two days a week in the office. So you don't have the head count that you thought. It's like, well, what's the best stewardship of this building? Well, if we sell it, it increases our cash position. We can get something that's more right size to what we need for a lot cheaper. And we move on down the road. So that's what they did. Yep. So what they will do is have another location that is even smaller that people come in for meetings, things like that. That's kind of their home base to get group things done, but isn't necessarily a spot with like a desk for every single person all the time. Yes. All right. Other news. Yeah. Other news from the trustee meeting included the report on the finances from 2020. It wasn't pretty as we kind of expected. I think it, it wasn't as bad as it could have been, though. Revenue was off by $45 million, uh, that Kasi Pacheris reported that the other day. So $45 million under revenue, but only lost $15 million due to significant expense reductions that were put in place in the spring. So they were able to mitigate $30 million of that loss eventually. Uh, so it, it was bad, but wasn't nearly as bad as it could have been. $45 million might have been crippling. Uh, but the $30 million swing on that. And this year, some good news. Revenues are $3.4 million above budget after the first quarter. And they're about $5.8 million ahead of their net budget projections. Now, they were budgeting, I think it was like a $6.4 million loss through the first quarter. 
and it's only like 623,000, I think. It may have been 632. I can't remember the numbers exactly. It was around $600,000 that they're actually behind. So they're almost break even right now after budgeting more than a $6 million loss, uh, which leads to that $5.8 million ahead of net budget projections. So the revenue is good. The net budget is good right now. So some really good financial news from Lifeway that'll only be buoyed by the sale of the building. And then you also got the, the recent sale of Ridgecrest. So a couple of things right there that, that really helped out with that. Um, also had a special audit report. There'd been some discussions around the, uh, the contract dispute with Dr. Rayner, uh, previously and some actions by Jimmy Scroggins as the chairman. And they basically did a special audit and said, you know what? Jimmy Scroggins acted in an ethical and legal way in everything that he did. Uh, they have put in some changes maybe to, to mitigate this question, questions like these coming up in the future. Uh, but it was good to see a, a positive report from that. And uh, so uh, one of the other big pieces, and we have a separate story for this over at Baptist Press, was the ministry assignment changes. So a lot of things have changed. We talked about the building and how they're working and everything. Well, there's a lot of things that LifeWay does and doesn't do that it didn't and did do in the past. So they are uh, proposing some ministry assignment changes. Those changes have to go to the Southern Baptist Convention this June uh, if they're approved next month by the executive committee. So they'll present that to the executive committee next month and then we'll present that to the Southern Baptist Convention in June if approved by the executive committee. Full story and the, the, the new ministry assignments and what those look like, including the addition of a VBS ministry assignment uh, that is available over at Baptist Press. All right. So busy, busy week for Lifeway. Very busy. Very busy. Carol Pipes gets a gold star for the week because, you know, she had a lot going. So good friend of the pod. Grateful for her service and, and everybody over at Lifeway. All right. That brings us to NAM. A white paper was dropped this week by the executive committee in response to a, a kind of a dispute going between NAM and six state conventions. And there, the full paper is over at Baptist Press for you to read, but it's uh, really just urging cooperation. There had been some cooperation breakdowns between some state conventions and the North American Mission Board. After meetings with both parties, uh, the executive committee is basically urging cooperation between them. And I, a lot of that has already started happening. So the meetings kind of started conversations that needed to happen and needed some changes that needed to happen as well. So some, uh, some communication breakdowns have been fixed. And uh, things are, I think, improving along those lines with at least four of the states, as it mentions in the article here. Uh, but uh, there's still some work to be done. And you can read the full article with comments from, from you know, some of the state execs as well as NAM and Dr. Floyd over at Baptist Press. And uh, again, the, the full document that there was released, Cooperation is the Way Forward, is available at Baptist Press. Amy, we got a new CFO in Oklahoma. Yes, Leslie Osborne will become the new chief financial officer for Oklahoma Baptists. And so she will, will move into that, uh, into that spot on March 1st. She's been working there as the controller since 2017, uh, but she'll become the first female to serve as CFO on the state convention staff. So I think that's, that's pretty cool. Hans Stillbeck, great quote that she has the integrity skills, financial acumen and abilities to serve excellently as CFO. And uh, so it's very cool. She'll oversee cooperative program giving and then, you know, other aspects of budget and finances there. All right. Well, congratulations to Leslie. Maybe meet her one day, you know, along the way here. Uh, I'm sure it's possible. So all the best to her in Oklahoma and congratulations again. All right, Amy, we got some news for the annual meeting. 
A reminder, Amy, what's Monday? Monday is when pre-registration opens for the annual meeting. That's right. So pre-registration yes. as well as childcare registration, both open on Monday. So folks, be ready. Start making your plans. Childcare would be a fixed number. And then obviously the fixed number of messengers that you can have from your church. So it, it's everybody gets two. And then depending on um, and depending on sort of certain conditions, you can have up to a maximum of 12 possibly. So you put in your information and it will inform you of, of how many messengers you can register from your church. But just keep putting them in. It's not going to close. All right. So we got some news for nominations. We have a first vice president and a second vice president announcement this week. Lee Brand, who's the vice president and dean over at Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary, will be nominated for first vice president of the convention. And then Javier Chavez, a church planner and pastor of Iglesia Bautista Amistad Cristiana International. That's a mouthful will be nominated uh, in Gainesville, Georgia, will be nominated as second vice president of the Southern Baptist Convention. Amy, tell us a little bit about these guys. Yeah, so uh, so Lee Brand, as you mentioned, vice president and dean of Mid-America, has also served as a pastor. It says he was saved at age 12 and called to preach at 17. So this is, ministry's been a part of his entire adult life. He was pastoring Bethel Missionary Baptist Church in rural central Mississippi um, when he turned 22 and did that for almost 20 years until he went to his position at Mid-America. He and doesn't so, look old enough to be a pastor for 20 years, by the way. Just throwing that in there. He's a pretty well, young-looking guy. Yeah, yeah, he really is. As as he's at Mid-America, he's now a member of DeSoto Hills Baptist Church in South Haven, Mississippi. So this is like right on the state line. You know, South Haven is right there, kind of outside of Memphis, which is right on the state line at, at, in Tennessee. Pastor James Lewis at DeSoto Hills has announced that nomination. Um, so he will be nominated for first vice president. This is our first announcement for that office this year. And then the nomination for second vice president, Javier Chavez. He is a church planter and pastor there in Gainesville. Um, and then he's also a visiting professor of global missions at Truett McConnell in Cleveland, Georgia. And then they also have communicated desire in the last several months of real involvement and engagement in the SBC. They're on the steering council of the Conservative Baptist Network, along with Mike Stone, who has already been announced as a nominee for president. So there's that connection there with the three of them. And so uh, big announcements this week. So now we've got every spot uh, in terms of president and vice president has someone that is going to be nominated. So we'll wait and see if we if we have any more. Typically in those spots, uh, we always have, have choices. So I would anticipate more. Yep. Anticipate more. Maybe we'll get 14, Amy. Maybe not. Got to make sure, got to make sure we got a lot of ballots yeah, this year. Yes, I know. <laughs> and like Mike Stone, uh, neither one of these announced who would be nominating them. So we don't know who is going to nominate Stone, Brand, or Chavez at this time. So I'm sure that'll be announced later on as we get closer to June the 15th and 16th here in Nashville. So looking forward to that. Uh, we shot some more video this week for the Road to Nashville. Episode two is up right now. Uh, you can watch that. It'll be in the show notes here. And uh, that's actually talking about pre-registration. So everything we talked about earlier with pre-registration and child care registration, that's in episode two. Next week, talking about Nashville, our favorite city, Amy's hometown and my current hometown, I guess you could say. So we're going to tell you all about Nashville on next week's episode of The Road to Nashville. That's going to bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, 
blow our minds. All right. So we're going to go back to 1993. uh, And there was an announcement as a major entity, the Foreign Mission Board. I've heard of them. Was in their presidential search at the time. In what year? 93. I know who wins. And they, well, this was about someone who had stepped out of the running. Oh, okay. And so they had, it said that they had narrowed their interest in a single candidate, but that the candidate had not accepted the nomination. Now, the committee chair, Joel Gregory, who would be a name a lot of folks would, I know that name too, would recognize. He would not comment on who the candidate was, but it had already been widely reported and that it was Tom Elliff. And Tom Elliff, Oklahoma pastor. So Tom Elliff told back. Well, how the he, turntables have turned, huh? That's right. And uh-huh. so he had actually, so Tom Elliff had actually been very transparent and forthcoming that it was him. He had talked to the committee January 27th, told them he would not accept the position. And uh, he, ta- he talked to Baptist Press. On January 29th, 1993, he told BP that, uh, uh, that, that he and his wife had prayed extensively and had a desperate desire to hear God, not man. And so they just did not feel like God was calling him to go to the Foreign Mission Board. At that time. At that time. That's right. So I read that and thought 20 that's years incredible. later. Of course, we all know that uh, the, the, president, the president that came in that search was Jerry Rankin. But I just found this so interesting because I thought, okay, he prayed and he sought the Lord and did not feel like it was something he should do. But guess what? It was coming down the road. So, uh, so I just thought it was interesting. So you can read the whole story and there's the full statement of the search committee as they were seeking, they could not just out of appropriateness of the process confirm who it was, but you know, there had, had been that open conversation. So, uh, so very fascinating and, uh, just, just interesting. We always are having these conversations whenever, whenever an entity opening is, uh, is in play. And so, like always, they were. But uh, we can just know that Tom Elliff did not become the president of what we now know as the IMB in 93, this week in SBC history. It took until 2011 for that to happen. That's right. Hey, you know he was born in Paris? I did not know that. Paris, Texas. So So, so, you know, still in America. Yeah, born in Paris. You know, there's a Paris. I think Tennessee. I would use that. I know, I, I know. There's and there's a Eiffel Tower in Paris, Tennessee, too. Um, I I think I would use that if I was him. I would tell people I'm born in Paris, grew up in Paris, and then let them figure it out. There you go. So, all right, fun times there. Uh, and yeah, Tom Elif. Uh, if anybody knows Tom Elif, what a man of God he is. Oh my goodness! I so he came to he came to Wake Forest to to do something at Southeastern. A, f- a few years ago, and we we got drafted somehow. We won the lottery and got to take him to him and his wife to dinner, and it was it was wonderful. It was an evening that we will just never forget. He is an incredible man to just sit down and spend some time with, and it it was it was very very delightful. Yes, and so. never going to forget 
the time in Houston, Texas, when Tom sat down with our friend Ray Sadler. Oh, my and, word. And told him a story about his dad. Um, we need to, it, it, is that video still available? You need to look and see. I don't know. All right. I very quickly, it. very quickly. We'll just, I think for we've our talked listeners. about it here before. Yeah, podcast, but, but but we may have some listeners who didn't hear it. So Ray Sadler used to work with us at Lifeway, and Ray's dad was also named Ray Sadler, and had had been killed in a plane crash when Ray was very young. Mm-hmm. And so Ray worked in the video, uh, worked in video at Lifeway, and so he was just doing interviews while we were at the SBC, just interviewing. And both Jonathan and I, we were both working at Lifeway at the time. He was just doing interviews with different leaders. And so when Tom Elliff got there and met him, he said, I used to know a Ray Sadler. And Ray said, that, that's my dad. And Tom Elliff sat down on camera and told, a sto- told him a story about his dad. Yes. It was incredible. And we've got the audio because I, I found the video. You found it? Audio. Oh, yay. Okay. Y'all listen to this. This, this is really awesome. Yes. Back in 1966, I heard Ray Sadler, your daddy, tell a story about uh, out being out visiting on a bus route, and hearing him tell that story changed my life. He said he knocked on the door of a house, pretty large house, sort of run down out in the neighborhood while he was out on a bus route. And he said uh, he noticed that there was the address of the house, and then it had the same address, and it said had a one-half beside it. And he... Uh, he thought, what in the world could that mean? So he looked down to the side of the porch, and there were some steps and a little path that went around behind the house. So he walked down that path and walked behind the house, and there was a little lean-to on the back of the house. Obviously, it was an apartment that some lady was, uh, had rented. He knocked on the door. The windows were all smoked up. He knocked on the door. He said, this little lady opened the door after a while. She said she was just short said she was wearing a little smock, elderly lady. He said the heat from the house just almost overpowered him. And she said, may I help you? And he said, well, I'm just out visiting for the church. And she said, would you please come in? And he said, I went in that house. He said, I could hardly, I could hardly stand it. He said, just the, this lady obviously just lived cooped up in that house. He said, she told him that that she never got any mail from anybody. Their kids moved away years before. And uh, she said, I go check that mail every day, but I, I never hear from I never hear from anybody. And he said, we talked for a little bit, and I shared with her about the Lord Jesus. And he said, I look over here. He said, she's just bewhiskered, you know, and, and just uh, oh, was unkempt, you know, and hair hadn't been combed. And he said, uh, is there anything... I could do for you. And she said, yes, there's one thing you could do for me if you would. And he said, she took my hand in hers and put it up on the side of her cheek and said, if you would, could you just kiss me right here? It's been years since anybody kissed me on the cheek. And your daddy, Ray Sadler, said, I knelt down, gave her the biggest kiss I could give on her cheek, hugged her around the waist, and I just thought how many people there are in this world who are just praying that one day somebody will come by their house and just somehow, some way, express God's love for them. When I heard your daddy tell that story, my heart, my life's never been the same. 
Your dad is quite a man. All the tears, Amy. All the tears. Right. And that story really captures sort of the personality of Tom Elliff and sort of what we experienced that night. We had dinner with him. Just the the way he communicates one-on-one. It's wonderful. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, that's going to bring us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is... Well, we have a new issue of SBC Life that's coming soon, going to mailboxes. And so I just want to bring back up that if you do not currently get it at your church, you can. So be sure to subscribe to SBC Life. This is the SBC Life Journal, and it's our it's our print issue where we actually have a few features that don't that don't get put on the website. They're print uh, they're print features only, so they're very special for those readers and. It is sent free of charge to Southern Baptist pastors, pastoral staff, full-time denominational workers, chaplains, and vocational evangelists. And then we also distribute it at the SBC annual meeting. Uh, but you can also subscribe to it to provide the publication for members or, you know, to get it. So if you don't get it, jump in there and add your name before this next issue goes to print. Well, my resource of the week is an album I know you're going to want, Amy. Just today, dropped the Early Work Volume 2 album from Josh Garrels. Uh, that's really great. I'm a, I'm a big Josh Garrels fan. Yes, same. Yes. So his have you seen new, him live? I've not. I've not. Oh, I know. so great. So great. I know. You saw him yeah. live here in Nashville one time, I think, didn't you? Or No, no? Uh, it was here. It was here. Oh, okay. He was on a tour because there was a documentary, a music oh, documentary. That, yeah. And it was, you could, you watched the, the documentary and then they came out and did a live show after. It was, yeah. it was fantastic. Yes. Loved it. Josh Garrels has a new album out this week. And uh, so that's what mine is this week. So it's called Early Work Volume 2. We'll put a link over to his band camp in here. And um, just all his work is really good. So oh, I highly recommend it. Um, really, hey, really know, good vibe to it. This is a bonus. The new album that I am playing like crazy is the the one that Barry Gibb just dropped with all the Nashville artists. Uh, that's all the the Bee Gees greatest hits, uh, but okay. they all came. In. Do you not, did you not listen to the Bee Gees growing up? No, Jonathan. I don't listen we gotta to that ha- devil I'm music. Sure, I'm sure we have listeners who listen to the Bee Gees. I didn't listen to that devil music. No, seriously, Amy, my, my, listen, I'm dead serious. My music growing up consisted almost solely of Southern gospel music. Okay. Well, I guess we're showing when you're our four and five then. and six and eight, <laughs> you know, guess, whatever, you don't get control of the radio in the car and your dad. Well, I guess we're, I, I like, guess we're showing it. what my, what my mom and dad love to listen to. So, so we were, we were big Bee Gees listeners in my house. And so there were three, it was three brothers. And, Barry Gibb is the only one who is uh, the other two have, have died. Yeah. And so he has now done an album that's basically taking all of their music and he, it's duets with different Nashville artists. Okay. And, Oh, there is a Alison Krauss duet oh, on there. You, that you is, me. it, it is phenomenal. I, like I'm always kind of hesitant with, with covers, but it, it may be better than the original. Oh, wow. It's, well, it's, it's got Alison Krauss on it. I mean, right, how can it not be right. better? So for those of our listeners who were like me and your parents were listening to the Bee Gees, or maybe you were listening to the Bee Gees, that's a good album that I'll throw out there. All right. Well, I'll check that out then. Uh, yeah, I didn't know who James Taylor was until high school. Like, I'd never heard of James Taylor. That hurts. That I hurts. Know. I know you'd I've appreciate to, that. I've been to more James Taylor concerts than any any other 
artists. Well, we won't talk to even about- e- even more than new song. Like when we did the Charles Billingsley, I did a, a lot of new song concerts, but I think James Taylor beats him out just a little. I've bit. I've also so. been to more Taylor concerts than any other artists. Yeah, yeah, we but know. Not that Taylor. Not All the right. same Taylor. Exactly. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our show this week. Thanks again to our sponsor, Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary over in Fort Worth. Check them out at swbts.edu. And don't forget, sbcannualmeeting.net Monday, pre-registration and child care registration opens. That is Monday, February 1st. Don't forget, sbcannualmeeting.net for more information. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next week. See you next week.